Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another pop culture kiki episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McGeady. And Kelly Williams. And obviously, we just want to start by saying thank you to everybody who came to our Boston show. Um, It is Tuesday, November 14th, so it was last night, if you're listening to this. And it was incredible. It was wild. It was like the biggest crowd I feel like we've performed to. It was packed to the gills, like sardines. Every seat was full and everybody was incredible. The Boston show heard us like shout out how other crowds were. And they were like, we are going to do 10 times louder, drunker, better. (laughs) It's so true. It was like true. It was really the like, it was the biggest crowd for sure. It felt like it at least. Yeah, I totally agree. And just thank you to everyone who came out on a Monday night. There was another Celtics game going on. So, like, it was a packed area to be. And Nick Carter was performing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick. (laughs) I didn't know. Kelly told me that Nick was performing, like, rock and roll covers. I had no idea that he was, like, in his Vegas residency era um so that's fun we were competing with nick and you guys came out very 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 appreciative if you want to go down a rabbit hole looked at look at nick carter's tagged anything and you'll see what we're talking about yeah i saw a video last night i was like you've got to be kidding you really and he's using the shrillest most high-pitched tone that he can to uh sing acid rock it's really 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 sad But I also wanted to say thank you guys for like talking to my mom and dad. (laughs) Like they loved it. They thought that was so cool. And I know there were a few people waiting at the bar and I got kind of like scurried away by my family. They had a surprise for me at the hotel. And um, yeah, so I'm sorry I didn't get to say hi to everyone like after the meet and greet and everything. But but yeah, it was it was just like a special night. It was. And um, for those of you who don't know, our first ever show was in Boston and it was in the same at the same uh we did it at city winery and so it was like a real full circle moment to be able to go back and like have such a bigger crowd and our show has gotten so much better um shout out to everybody who came to that first show that saw us trying to figure out what our show even is um but yeah it was just really cool I need to start off talking about Taylor and Travis I just I need to do it you have to so 
obviously over the weekend, he flew down to Argentina to go to her show. The night before, she performed her song Labyrinth, which is, uh-oh, I'm falling in love. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's singing this about Travis and he's going to show up tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, you guys are catching on kind of. <laughs> the shade so i do think they're hanging out probably hooking up i do think they get along maybe they're real i don't know but i do know that they both love publicity i mean if you look back in april of this year travis was planting stories about him dating meg the stallion so I mean, and then he got signed to CAA and then he became like the face of a lot of more brands. I see him on like Dorito bags and everyone's like, oh my God, did you see how she ran into his arms? I'm like, yeah, because they made sure we did. (laughs) And and I don't want to make anyone feel stupid for loving them. That is not what I'm trying to do. Like if you do love them, go for it. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I just, we get asked so much, is it real or PR? And I think it can be both. Mm-hmm. Molly McPherson on her um, TikTok made a really good point of how this is helping the NFL a lot too, because no one's talking about CTE anymore. They're just wondering if Taylor's going to show up to a game or not. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like we're in the Josie and the Pussycats movie and we're being brainwashed because I said this last night on stage, friends who don't give a fuck about it. Ta- Friends who made fun of me for liking Taylor Swift are now like, I don't know, I'm kind of into her. I don't know what it is. And like, Travis Kelsey's hot. I'm like, let's not get crazy. Like, you know, like Travis Kelsey looks like any high school bully in the world. But I don't know. I just, it's a lot. And it's more interesting for me to watch as someone who's been a fan of Taylor for 17 years at this point. Just watch everyone be like, you know what? Maybe she's got something. Yeah, because of him. Right, because of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, like the NFL wants to be worldwide. They don't want to be known as like American football, because obviously football soccer around or you know what I'm saying. Um, And it's like, of course, the Chiefs are playing in Germany this year. Of course, they had an international game. Of course, the star of the team is dating the biggest superstar on the planet. So I just think like, if you love them and you really think that they are each other's end game, I love that for you. But you have to also see what's happening. And that, like you said, two things can be true. They Mm -hmm. they are and also they're hooking up and it's like best of both worlds. Exactly. And everyone... A lot of like new fans are just like, she was never this public with Joe. It's like, yeah, but she was this public with Calvin Harris and with Jake Gyllenhaal and with um, Tom Hiddleston. Like this isn't a new side of Taylor, but then people will DM me and be like, but this feels different. And I ask how, and they're like, I don't know. It just does. And I'm just like, <laughs> you're being brainwashed. <laughs> it just does. Cause you're being told that it just does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's kind of all I have to say about Taylor and Travis. Well, I'm glad that you, because you know, I mean, we get bombarded with people wanting to hear you talk about it. So I'm I'm glad that you are putting it to rest. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, I don't want anyone to feel bad about loving them as a couple. I don't think that's like a bad thing at all. I just think it's like important to kind of see what else is happening around the couple. Yeah. 
Well, we also have been getting bombarded with messages about none other than Miss Slackjaw herself. Miss <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears, the talentless sister of Britney Jean. Um, she is going to be starring on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I guess people are surprised by it. Like, people are shocked that she got another reality job and that she's doing this and that they want her or whatever. For one thing, it's smart for any production to cast Jamie Lynn Spears right now. Mm-hmm. She's a villain. She's a, like a villain in the making. Like people are going to hate watch her on shows just like they did on Dancing with the Stars because they wanted to see her fail. And they don't care. It's not like you know, the producers of Dancing with the Stars care that people are watching to hate her. They don't care. And also, she's a D-list celebrity. This is what people, this is what they do. Like, how else is she supposed to make money other than going on reality shows and, like, you know, collecting checks everywhere she can? She's in her Kendra Wilkinson era. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not shocked by this at all. And then, and also, what better show? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. There's no more, there's no better fit for somebody like Jamie Lynn Spears to be cast on something like I'm not shocked by it and I asked Troy I was like what else is she gonna do because she would be on like a surreal life if VH1 was still around she'd be on all those shows 1000% what is she gonna like act nobody wants to see that what is she gonna do music nobody wants to see that the only thing she has left is reality tv and she's not she's not in any way shape or form anywhere near being like popular or a-list enough to be on like a housewives or something like that you know because i do believe that reality stars have their own a b c d ranking you know Mm -hmm. and i would say housewives are kind of like a-list reality stars to me jamie lynn spears isn't gonna be on fucking bravo she's gonna be on i'm a celebrity get me out of here formerly cast janice dickinson i mean that's i'm not i don't know i'm just i'm more surprised by people's like shock yeah I think she's very marketable, like you said. But what I think she should have done is just stay like a ghostwriter in country music. She mm-hmm. wrote some good songs and I had her EP. Am, am I proud of it? No, but I did <laughs> own it. And some of the songs weren't bad. Like her voice was bad, but the lyrics weren't. Yeah, it's shocking to me that she has chosen not to just remain a ghostwriter. Like to collect those checks you know, but I guess she she has that child star thing that's still in her where she, like, can't help but seek attention, even if it's negative, you know? Like, she knows she's an idiot, but she's not stupid, you know? Like, she knows when she's posting stuff on Instagram that it's going to get people charged. She knows that during the, the day of her sister's book launch that her posting somebody else's book and talking about how it's going to be a number one, she knows what she's doing. And she's igniting people and it's making her money. Mm -hmm. She's leaning into being a villain. She's actually kind of doing the only thing that I would suggest. If I was her PR person, I would suggest her to do what she's doing, honestly. And it's so funny because she's always like, I don't want to be known as a little sister anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, she loves being known as a little sister. She, Jamie Lynn Spears is kind of (laughs) smart. I will say that. Like very fucking mean, evil, but smart. Yeah, she's a smart cunt. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question. So I saw on Twitter 
that Britney's book rights are like up for sale to be made into either a film or like a mini series. Mm-hmm. And right now it's allegedly between Brad Pitt and Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. The way that Brad Pitt handled that Marilyn Monroe movie, if he gets his hands on this story, it's not going to be told well. I hope Reese gets it because I actually think she'll do a good job telling the story. I 100% agree. Um, I can't even talk about the Maryland movie. I, I It's so <laughs> disrespectful. It's so like, oh my God. And it would just be so cool because Brittany has always admired Reese so much and she wrote about it in her book. And there's just been so many years of her talking about Reese and Reese talking about her. It would just be cool. Um, and, you know, obviously Reese has done an absolutely incredible job adapting books into movies over the past like decade. So I've got my fingers crossed. I just think a woman needs to tell her story for the love of God. I don't want Brad Pitt in charge of Britney Spears' story. I will literally rage the fuck out and go insane. And I will make sure that that production does not happen. Even if my life is on the line, I won't let it happen. What's so funny is I'm like, I know Brad Pitt's her ultimate crush, but I actually think Reese would want Britney involved. I agree. And I'm hoping that Britney can see past her crush. I know that men are her Achilles uh, Achilles heel. So I'm hoping she can see past her lust for Brad Pitt, for 90s Brad Pitt <laughs> and let Reese tell her story. So speaking of Reese Witherspoon, the season three finale of The Morning Show was last week and spoilers are going to be ahead. So if you're not caught up, don't want to know spoilers, fast forward through this part. Um, Use the timestamps in the description. But the way I was kind of talking shit about the start of this season, it totally redeemed itself. The acting, Jennifer Aniston in this show, I can't even put into words how great I think she is. Everything she does in this show, just I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you know? Um, Reese wasn't, she was still like prominent, of course, but it was very much more focused with uh, Jen Aniston's character and like John Hamm and all of that. But basically throughout the whole season, there was a hack and all emails got leaked and all this crazy shit. You found out Reese Witherspoon's brother was at the um, January 6th Capitol riots and she deleted the footage and the FBI couldn't figure it out. And like, um, I forget all their names on the show other than Corey, Billy Crudup. Uh, uh, Corey helped hide it. And then like John Hamm's character said that Corey was trying to groom Bradley, who's Reese's character. It was so good at the end. And Jen Aniston when or Reese basically quits because John Hamm's character is like, we're going to tell everyone what you did. So she quits live on air. Jen goes to her apartment and they didn't have many scenes together this season, which really bummed me out. But Bradley is telling um, telling her, you know, he's tracking me. He knows everything about me. And halfway through the end of the last episode, uh, Jen Aniston like catches on and Originally, her and John Hamm were going to buy out UBA, make their own company, do their own thing. And then Jen turns it around, gets another station involved and out buys John Hamm's company. And just the way it's played out, like my heart, I shut my phone off. I don't do that. I shut my phone off to pay attention to this episode. Wow. That show is seriously a blind item show. It truly is. It is just so fucking good. And I know some people hate it because 
it is very on the nose. Like season two was about COVID. You know, mm. this season had capital rights and everyone's like, we don't need to relive that. I'm like, why? It's right. what's happening and it's familiar and we don't need to be like, oh, I remember that like a few years ago or just making up shit that could happen. And it's truly giving a fucking peek behind the curtain. Like it uh-huh. really sometimes that show feels like they just scrolled through blind items and like kind of picked different things that were interesting and like put it into the show, you know? And John Hamm's character is like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos type. And it's just yeah. like, if you didn't watch season three, even though I just told you what happened, watch it. It's yeah. The morning show is the best fucking show out there. <laughs> it's amazing. I think that it doesn't get talked about enough. I'm so happy that you like actually like talk about it on the show because it deserves, it deserves to like get more shine i feel like people know about it and people know that it's good but they you don't really hear a lot about it even like juliana margulies and reese witherspoon being in a lesbian couple together yeah come on it's giving (laughs) like you sold me there (laughs) so speaking of television shows i have come to the realization that i think my favorite bravo show is married to medicine And it really triggers me when I find out that people watch like all of Bravo. And like, as I said last week, I went a little crazy last week calling everybody racist, but I do think that there's something there. Like, I think that there's a weird, it, 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 it's weird when you find out that people watch every show on Bravo, except the handful of black shows, because you are literally trying to avoid them. If you watch every other show, Mm -hmm. it's like, why? And Married to Medicine is a very underrated Bravo show. And I'm going to say that it's underrated for many reasons. First of all, it's a staple show. It's a pillar show. It's been on the network for, at this point, like 10 years. It has stood the test of time. The cast, I think other Housewives shows, other, I won't say just Housewives, other ensemble cast shows on Bravo could learn a lot about casting and producing from Married to Medicine. Because Married to Medicine is one of the best casted and best produced shows on that entire network. And I think that it's because the the connection between the women is so authentic and so intense. And when they argue, like there's this thing that happens on Housewives where like, you know that there's no stakes in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you know that Jenna Lyons doesn't really give a fuck about what those women think about her. So it kind of takes you out of it because you're like they're not really friends but on married to medicine they have really intense deep connections with each other and it makes the stakes really intense and like I can remember each friendship breakup because they really affect you um and also the show prominently features their spouses way more than housewives like they actually do their interviews with their husbands oh And it's about couples and like different couples and either the man or the woman is in the medical field, whether it's like being a dentist or, you know, a surgeon or delivering babies or whatever. And it's just, it's really cool. Like, I just think that marriage medicine is like the greatest thing ever. All that to say, Phaedra Parks from the Real Housewives of Atlanta is now on Married to Medicine. And if you guys have listened to me for a long time, you know that Phaedra is probably one of my all-time favorite reality stars and definitely in my top five favorite housewives of all time. She is the MVP when it comes to reality TV. This woman has entered this show so flawlessly 
and she connects with everybody so like she's just killing it this was already an incredible show now you have phaedra parks on it and not only is she on it she's not a side character she's like in it and she's already like just acclimated herself to the group so well she knows all of these people because they all live in atlanta and it's just incredible i can't say enough good things about married to medicine if you've never seen it or if you think that it's a show that you wouldn't like i am telling you if you like housewives you'll like this more it's what housewives wishes it could be sometimes i really mean that now so, what? sorry, sorry. i was gonna ask like it sounds like there's a shit ton of seasons Mm-hmm. where would you start because maybe you sold me because like housewives <laughs> is a lot for me I can't lie housewives is like a lot and this yeah. sounds like it sounds like better <laughs> so yeah. what season would someone like me jump into I would start you don't really have to watch season one maybe you could go back to it and watch it when you're bored one day if you see them all but I would start with like season two okay season two is great and it's always just been like this um underdog show, but it gets enough ratings to always get picked back up. And like I said, it's been on for so long that at, at a certain point, I'm just like, why does nobody ever talk about Married to Medicine? And it's because it's a fucking group of Black women and they don't have the housewives moniker to like put them up on a higher pedestal. People kind of look down on them because they're not housewives, but it's like a show about fucking black women that are all doctors and surgeons and oh it's like why i i just can't wrap my head around people who like people really refuse to watch it no who always rides hardcore for that show at least that i see on like instagram and twitter um samantha bush who runs bravo historian she's always like what the fuck why are you sleeping on this show yeah bravo heads who watch that show all kind of feel the same way that i feel about it um so I'm not saying anything that nobody's ever said, but you guys should really, really get into it. Phaedra's absolutely killing it. And yeah, that's all I have to say about it. I want people to watch it. So I don't know if you've seen this, but Will Smith's former assistant claims he allegedly walked in on Will and Dwayne Martin having sex. And this is the- As it's quoted. Yes, I'm going to say this quote for everyone. (laughs) There was a couch and Will was bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing him, murdering him. Listen, if you've listened to this show, it's nothing you hadn't heard before. (laughs) But the responses I thought were very interesting because people really do not want to believe that Will Smith could in any way, shape or form be bi or gay or anything they're just very especially black people black people are very against it because i don't i actually don't really know why but i mean come on you guys come on i know it's easier to hate jada i know it's easier easier to like give her the brunt of everything but will's not a saint by any means by any fucking means and i mean there have been so many stories over the years of him like kind of being too rough with like go-go boys and backup dancers and you know R&B stars and young male black actors and I mean it's it it's in front of your face if you're choosing to believe that there's nothing to that then like that's your choice but at this point like 25 30 fucking years into his career 
come on like give me a fucking break yeah it is weird like he's definitely one of those childhood actors that people just don't want ruined yeah and i get it (laughs) you know i understand i get it it sucks but it's like it's also like why does that ruin him for you Troy and I had this conversation and we were talking about how a lot of people are like, if you speculate sexuality, it's disgusting. And Troy and I are both gay. Mm-hmm. And I guess we were just like, why is it bad to be like speculated to be gay? Like what's wrong with being gay? Yeah. I'm just curious. Like I would actually love to hear people let us know because I guess for me, it's like, those rumors shouldn't bug you. Who like if people think you're gay, you made it. Hello. Isn't that a sign of being an A-list male Hollywood star? Isn't that what they always say? And also it's like, why are you allowed to endlessly speculate about his relationships? Endlessly about him and Margot Robbie fucking on set and him truly secretly being in love with her and him and Jada having this arrangement, blah, blah, blah. You can endlessly speculate about this man's heterosexual relationships but the minute you say well i think la reed fucked him then all of a sudden it's oh, it, it couldn't possibly be you're crazy n- n- like why why i i would love to hear people let us know honestly and i know people say it's disrespectful but like what's disrespectful about maybe being gay <laughs> especially when you know we talk about stuff like eric podwall and you find out that like most of these men would probably be out of the closet if they weren't being told that they can't have a career as a openly gay person. So it's like, are you really benefiting these people by, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's definitely like a conversation that's like up for debate for sure. But I just think it's weird that people are so okay obsessing over somebody's personal life up until that point. I mean, I'll even say with like Taylor Swift, people will be like, there's no way she's gay, but who took her virginity, do you think? I'm like, what? (laughs) Right, totally, totally. And even her, like leaving breadcrumbs for us to eat for 10 years, but then if you pick them up and eat them, then you're an asshole. Right. Okay. (laughs) I know that we already touched on Bravo, but I also wanted to talk about another show that I feel is criminally underrated on Bravo, which is The Real Housewives of Potomac. Another show that I feel like I'm constantly having to convince people to watch. Like, for whatever reason, they'll they'll be tuned in watching live every fucking week to see Erica Jane show up somewhere in latex and to watch these women on Beverly Hills do absolutely fucking nothing. But they will crawl up inside the assholes of those women all year round. Same thing with fucking, I'm going to even throw New York in there, like, Every city of of Housewives that you could debate whether it's even good or not, people are obsessed with. But Potomac, it's like I'm constantly having to like beg people to give it a chance. And Potomac, it's giving racist, I'll be honest. Um, Potomac is, again, one of the best shows on Bravo. It is one of the best Housewives casts on Bravo. And if you watch Housewives, you know there's just something... It just hits different when you know the cast is casting. Like when we were watching those golden years of New York and we just knew, we just knew that Bethany and Sonia and Ramona and Luann and Carol, like there was just something about that chemistry that was undeniable. 
Potomac mm-hmm. is a show like that. It has undeniable chemistry and the women are all just like firing at every cylinder. Like they're all so good. I believe that Karen Huger should be up there with Vicky Gumbelson and Nene Leakes. I know she hasn't been on as long because the show is a newer housewives show, but she is the grand dame of, of Potomac. And it's true. Um, and I just absolutely love the show. It's killing it right now. And at our one of our recent live shows, I think it was New York. Somebody asked me, kill, fuck, marry, like a bunch of housewives. And I forgot to say Robin Dixon is my kill because Robin Dixon is my least favorite housewife in the history of this entire franchise. And this woman on this television, I, there are certain levels to what I believe a housewife should be willing to go. Like, like you, you kind of have to allow yourself to look stupid. You're going to be the brunt of some bad editing and they're going to make you look like a fool. Robin is on another level. Robin is willing to look like a juggling fool on a level that I really have not seen. Not a juggling fool. (laughs) She has been cheated on by her husband more times than we could count. He has said on camera during hot mic moments that he doesn't want to be with her. And she just defends and defends and defends. And she's like, it's one of those relationships where they've been together since high school. And she just excuses everything he does because I don't know if she thinks she can do better. I think it comes from a place of insecurity. And I feel like she thinks that Juan Dixon is the best thing that's ever happened to her and the best thing that could ever happen to her. And like, is Juan hot? Yeah, we all want to fuck Juan. But it's not that deep. God, like this, Robin is unbearable. I cannot stand this woman. And I'm just happy that everybody is catching up to my Robin hate because I've been hating her since season one. And I've always been like, how do you guys like Robin? She's literally Eeyore. She is the grumpy. (laughs) Not Eeyore. You're killing me right now. I can't even lie. She is the, the, what are the, what are the, um, the like little people called in Cinder Earth and Snow White? Um, the. Uh, dwarfs? dwarfs? The dwarfs. Yes. I know we like say- politically correct anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know we don't use that term anymore. Um, <laughs> she is the grumpy dwarf. Like she is really just like so, un- I, I can't believe that she is like slithered her way through being on every season of this show. And I've watched other housewives who are absolutely fucking dynamic and incredible be fired and not asked back, but your gets a fucking check every year. I don't understand. But that's all. I don't know. That's all I have to say about Real Hogs. But just watch it. If you don't watch Potomac, please watch Potomac. Um, Robin, I just want to let you know, if Troy's telling you not to fuck a man, you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> that That should be like, you got to stop. It's gorgeous, by the way. And also, I'll just add really quickly that, like, there's another husband on this show that you would find very interesting. His name is Michael Darby. And he's gotten in trouble for some groping. He likes to grope men. Um he groped a camera person and the camera guy ended up suing him he like squeezed his butt and he's and he also has like groped some husbands and he's in love with Juan he's absolutely head over heels in love with Juan his his base might um so yeah like we all we all want Juan but like at a certain point you gotta give it up 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. So are you ready to root and toot and hoot and holler, Troy? I am. I am. So we're about to talk about the CMAs and I did not watch the CMAs. So I'm going to talk about like some behind the scenes stuff that people might not know about the CMAs. Ooh, okay. So the CMAs are basically like the Grammys of country music. And I first have to shout out Tracy Chapman. She's one of the baddest out there, but she's actually the first black female to win CMA song of the year ever because Luke Combs covered Fast Car. Oh, that's crazy. I'm obsessed with that. I am very obsessed. I thought you were about to say that she just randomly won for Fast Car. I didn't know that it was covered. I was like, what? I know. When people try and like debate which is better, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't be disrespectful. I haven't even heard the other one and I know which one is better. And I know I talk a lot of shit about Morgan Wallen and he went home without Entertainer of the Year. Honestly, as much as I dislike the man, he should have won. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can say that. And I talked to my friend who's in the industry. She works behind the scenes. And basically what they do for the CMAs is block voting. It's not illegal, but it's very shady. So the people who vote for artists are all in the industry. It's record labels, agencies, management, people of that nature. But it's no radio host. So like Bobby Bones can't vote. No one like that. Um, So the reason Morgan Wallen likely didn't win is he's with a small management label along with a small agency. So the votes just aren't on his side anyway, to begin with. Um, So what a lot of agencies, management companies, whatever, what they'll do is they'll register voters under smaller offsets of the major company. Like Universal actually owns Big Machine. So say they want one of their touring agents to vote they would register them under big machine rather than take away a vote from universal. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's why it wasn't really a huge deal that Taylor left big machine and went to universal because it's all like the same subset. 
So basically just continuing to spread votes in different ways. So more votes are swayed the way that they want people to vote. So it starts with four rounds of voting, then slowly becomes like a smaller pool. And what you'll get, you'll get like an email with suggested votes and the headlines will be like, vote Chris Stapleton for song of the year, followed by vote Luke Combs for like song singer of the year. I don't know. Just Mm -hmm. you get it. Um, But it depends on the label and who's signed by that label and what they want each artist to win. That's why you'll see artists on the same label win big because they're told which category they should vote for. That's why Jelly Roll and Lainey won because they're on the same record company. Because everyone's like, are they plants? Like, are they planted artists? How did they win so big? But it's just because they signed to the right record label. How's that legal? I don't know. I have no idea. But I kind of asked, I was like, are you going to get fired? Like, if you don't vote the way um, that your company wants you to vote, basically. And I was told that they can see that you vote, but they can't see who you vote for. But it allegedly becomes a witch hunt if votes don't go the way that they're expecting. Like, they just bully you into voting, basically, who they want? Mm Mm-hmm. And people will pop in your office and be like, have you voted yet? Who are you thinking of voting for? You know, we're really hoping that Jelly Roll wins. <laughs> this is giving Weinstein at the Oscars. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And that's why, like, Kelsey Ballerini, who I really like, she's in a smaller label. She really doesn't have many chances to win CMA awards because she doesn't have the block voting. Oh, it would be so if I was somebody like her, it would be so hard for me not to expose this. I know. And it's crazy that this is legal. It sounds very illegal. (laughs) It sounds like they just somehow like went through every little loophole they could to be able to do it like that. Exactly. Because you won't get fired if you don't vote the right way, but they'll figure out who didn't. And then I'm assuming if you like out them, then like you just get punished and it's probably worse than if you didn't say anything. Exactly. I think we talk so much about the music industry, but I do think country music is its own subset of just like horrific boys club, gross Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like its own Hollywood almost like the average person doesn't know what goes on in country music. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like that helps them keep it a boys club because I mean, if more people were like, like if all of Gen Z knew what was going on in country music, it wouldn't be long before you saw some tweets happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's just like the Grammys, but now they're called the Scammies, of course. But country music, I swear, is like the most secretive. They -hmm. keep their secrets under lock and key for sure. They do. Well, good Christian values. You know how it goes. (laughs) Support for today's episode comes from OneSkin. We all know fall brings with it a certain magic, but it also brings the challenge of dry, dull skin. OneSkin has the must-have skincare that'll make you say goodbye to those cold weather blues and hello to skin that's hydrated, healthy, and glowing all year round thanks to their revolutionary OS01 peptide. This proprietary peptide is scientifically proven to reduce aged, also called senescent cells, a central source of skin aging. 
Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin in their groundbreaking lab research. Healthier, more youthful looking skin doesn't just look great, which we all want, obviously, but it's good for your overall wellness too. Make OS01 your secret weapon to combat cold weather skin dryness and bring back the healthy hydrated glow you thought was only reserved for summer days. Head over to oneskin.co and explore how their products can become your skin's new cold weather savior. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code BLINDS at oneskin.co. For me, I really love OneSkin, so I get really dry skin. I actually have psoriasis. Luckily, not on my face, but I still get the dry skin patches. And OneSkin helped even my skin out. I don't think I've ever had that. It's an incredible feeling to feel like confident about my skin for the first time. And One Skin has really helped me get there. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code BLINDS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code BLINDS. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. We would also like to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by Quince. I love high-end luxury goods as much as the next person, but my wallet isn't on the same page. That was until I found Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at prices within reach. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince's capsule wardrobe must-haves like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, and flattering pants make putting together any outfit that much easier. The best part of it all, Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost and the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, and I love that. So I need to put you guys on. I actually just bought a new item from Quince. It is, I love a weighted blanket, and I got, it's on the website as Chunky Knit Weighted Blanket. Oh my God. First of all, it's really gorgeous. It's a super, super thick knitted blanket, like the really, 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 really thick knit. So just having it thrown on your couch or on your bed is like a moment, but it's also weighted. So when you lay on top or when you put it on top of you, it's like super warm. And I don't know about you, but it makes me feel like I'm being swaddled. And I love it. It's my new favorite. It's my new best thing, as Dina would say. Get affordable luxury with Quince. Go to quince.com slash blinds for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash blinds to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash blinds. We don't get much good news for celebrities, but I just saw this on Pop Crave and this is some good fucking news. Okay. Pink announces she'll give away 2,000 banned books at her Florida concerts. Quote, 
It's especially hateful to see authorities take aim at books about race and racism and against LGBTQ authors and those of color. We have made so many strides towards equality in this country, and no one should want to see the progress reversed. This is why I'm supporting Pen American on its work and why I agree with them. No more banned books. I fucking love Pink. Come on, Pink? First of all, give Pink the Super Bowl and give Pink her Vegas residency and let that girl spin around because she deserves it. And we fucking worship the doll. I am sick of seeing people on TikTok make fun of Pink. I am fucking like, I'm a Karen about it. Whenever I see uh-huh. it, I'm like not interested. I don't want to <laughs> see people making fun of Pink. You're reporting videos. <laughs> I'm like, it's better than watching Sean Mendes stand there and strum a guitar, okay? Right. We're reporting it's videos. So I'm like, this is harassment. Well, Camila rocks her hips to the Latin beat that he's trying. (laughs) Oh, go pink. We love pink. Love pink. I'm serious. Give pink the fucking Super Bowl. What are we waiting for? Like, come on. I would have rather had pink this year than Usher. I mean, you talk about anthem songs. Oh, my God. Her whole category is anthem songs. Right. Been to a grocery store and not heard pink. I don't think so. I don't believe so. So one thing that I wanted to bring up is Kim's current Skims campaign. I know that we hate on this family and people like to hate on the Kardashians. And I like to try and as much as I can kind of remain in the middle. Like neither a fan nor a foe. You know what I mean? I'm just observing. And when the Kardashians do something right, like I have to give them props. Kim's Skims campaign is one of the best fashion campaigns that I think exists right now, or brand campaigns in general. Um, Nobody is doing it the way Skims is doing it. They're just absolutely killing it when it comes to advertisement. And Kim just shot this campaign with Nadia Lee Cohen. And if you don't know Nadia, Nadia Lee Cohen, you have to Google her. She's one of the coolest photographers in the world she like does all of this sort of like I don't first of all she's in her photos all the time which I love she's like in her campaigns and like she's gorgeous she looks like a model um but she does these sort of like hyper realistic like really retro usually like 70s or 60s inspired things um she has a coffee table book that's really called really good called hello my name is uh she also just recently shot um, an ASAP Rocky video. She's done a Tyler, the creator video. Like she's like a, if you know, you know, kind of girl. And I believe that she shoots like some of the most interesting photos that Kim has ever taken. If you Google Kim and Nadia Lee Cohen, you'll see like all of her most out of the box, like weird. Like she shot that one where Kim had like a buzzed head and she was chain smoking. Mm-hmm. Shot another campaign where Kim had bleached hair and she was wearing a like a men's jock strap. Like, she like makes her do stuff that like is very not Kim and I love it. And she just recently shot this ski vintage seventies inspired campaign for skims. And it's one of the greatest things I've literally ever seen in my life. It is so good. It's so camp and fun. And, but it's like, really it's cool. And like, I don't know, Kim just kind of gets it when it comes to working with people and letting them, I've always said, and I think I said this on stage the other night, like Kim is a great muse. Like she's the, in my opinion, one of the greatest muses 
to ever exist. And I really believe that there's an art to being a muse and to letting creative people do what they want and like trusting them. And Kim is really good about that, about letting people like have their vision. And I, I just, I'm obsessed. I also think that Skims is like kind of becoming the new Victoria's Secret. Like with the pajamas and like the sets and everything, it feels like the closest thing that we have now to a Victoria's Secret. And it feels intentional. I totally agree with you. And what bums me out is like Fenty could be that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the disconnect is. Like, I'm not, I guess I can't figure out why it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Because Fenty, the like, the line, not the makeup, does like shockingly not that great. And what's crazy is it's so inclusive and like anyone can wear it. And even the Fenty fashion show, Rihanna has models from all different sizes, look, shade, everything. I don't know. That's so crazy. You know what I think it is in my head? I don't know if this is true. To me, Kim has positioned herself as like, especially specifically with Kim's, it's like a solution brand. Like it solves a problem. Mm, It's more practical. Yeah. It's like, if you buy somebody something from Skims, it's likely that they would use it like every day. Versus Rihanna's feels like I'm going on a girl's trip to Vegas and I want to wear latex and a clear bra. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little, I don't know, Skims feels more accessible to me and more every day. No, you're 100% right. Does that make sense? No, you're 100% right. Yeah. And like, Fenty's so cool, but it's not really accessible. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would even be nervous to even try their Fenty shit on when they get it. You're not wrong. Yeah, you you just figured it out, Troy. <laughs> but if you guys haven't seen, um, look on TikTok. Don't look on Google. Google or TikTok, Kim Kardashian, Nadia Lee Cohen. And it's really cool. Um, I also, this is the last ramble that I'll have. But I also, of course, we got to talk about the finale of Big Brother, which I'm very sad. Um, we had one of the worst final three in the history of the show. This show, this season, started off so unique and so different than any other Big Brother season. It felt like the, you know, the difference in, in, in age really made a big difference in the house. Um, there were so many minorities, two queer people, and it just felt like we were off to like a new start with Big Brother. Like somebody really, really out of the box might end up in the final three. And ironically, the three least interesting people in the entire house ended up in the final three. And it was such a slog to fucking get through that last week. Oh my God. It was unbearable. Um, I'm happy that it's over. Jag won. I don't know if anybody really cares. I think a lot of people were just super disappointed. Um, I will say that I, I've seen a lot of people really upset with the way that they treated Felicia the last week in the house. And I also was really upset about that. I just thought it was like gross. Um, they like purposely alienated her and isolated her and tried to make her feel like she was like alone. Like she's 63 years old. Like she knows she's going home. What is the point? And she's also been cooking for them every single day since she got there for 
90 days or whatever, however long it is. So she was like cooking them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They were eating her meals, but wouldn't speak to her. Ew. Yeah. And they were like leaving her in rooms like alone and like trying to make her feel isolated. And Felicia is a fucking badass. So of course she went up to them and she was like, what's the tea? Like, are you guys purposely isolating me? Are you trying to make me feel bad about myself? Like, what is going on? And they're all pussies. So of course they were like, oh, no, I don't know what's going on. But of course, when she's not in the room, they're like, Yosemite, they're like badasses. It's so annoying. Um, but yeah, Jag won Big Brother. Who gives a fuck? Bowie Jane is, I'm, I feel really bad for Bowie Jane. She has turned herself into a meme. Everybody hates her. She made the worst choice, which is she went on a podcast after the season ended and they asked her who she wanted to stay connected with in the house. She named only the white people in the most diverse house ever. <laughs> Not a good look. Um, yeah, fuck Bowie Jane, honestly. Like, I hope I never see those little pigtails again or those giant fucking teeth. And yeah, another Big Brother season in the books. Disappointing end, but amazing that we got to see Sari Field on Big Brother this whole time. Um, yeah. Oh, and they're doing, if you guys don't know, I guess you would know if you watch this season, but they're doing like a winter special thing. It's not like a real season. I think they're calling it reindeer games or something. And they're getting like all of these other big brother people, um, from the past on the show. And I think maybe some challenge people too. I'm not sure about that. Um, but they're doing like a little winter thing, which should be probably really cheesy and like not important, but I'll watch it, you know? Is there anyone that I should expect to end up on the challenge from this season? Oh, from this season. Um, I would say that there are a few. There's a guy named Cameron that'll probably be there. Um, Matt, who I told you about, he was the one that won. He's like an Olympian and he oh, uh, mm -hmm. like won the Special Olympics for swimming. Uh, he, I could totally see doing it. He's like a really good competitor. Jag, the guy who won Big Brother um he won a record number of competitions on the show so I could see them asking him to do it uh yeah probably just that it was an older cast so I don't know like Heisum was like gay and he's like a muscle whatever but he's like 45 years old mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to go on the challenge um but yeah you'll see you'll see some people for sure so we keep getting asked about House of Villains hmm and I watched two episodes just to try and like see what the hype's about. And I get why people love it. I totally understand. I do think if Johnny Bananas wasn't on it, I could watch it. And that is my own personal thing. Um, he is such a focal point and I get it. He's great at reality TV, mm -hmm. but I just have, I have a threshold for Johnny Bananas and the challenge is my threshold. <laughs> so, so House of Villains, and I get that they're all villains. They're all supposed to be bad, but it's like, other than New York, it feels like they're all leaning in a little too hard. Yeah. Um. I get, again, I get why people like it. I'm not trying to like shit on it if it's your favorite show. It's just not for me. Have you watched it at all? I don't like it. I'll <laughs> shit on it. I don't like the show. I'm not trying to shit on other people's thoughts. Like, I don't, <laughs> if you love it, you should love it. Like Taylor yes. and Travis. <laughs> yes. Watch the show if you love it. It's shit. But what? it's not good. I'm sorry. They're all, it's too, 
it's too first of all i don't really it's on e right yeah i don't watch reality shows on e i'm gonna be honest with you i i don't i've never watched total divas i'm not an e reality show person i just think it's like it's scripted in a way that i don't connect to like i understand that bravo shows have their scripted elements and there are moments that are so fucking cringe you like want to die but at the same, I'm like, okay with Bravo's editing. I cannot handle e-reality shows. It's too much acting. It's too fake. It's everybody trying to get their moment and trying to get a meme and trying to like, you know, maybe be asked to be on another season or a different show. I don't like it. I just don't, I don't know. It's a great concept, but I get really sad when I find out that shows have been sent to E because I just think they fuck up shows. Yeah, I do think this could have been a great show. It just, not for me, too, too Johnny Bananas heavy and New York's already gone, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen all the clips. I mean, I've seen all of the New York clips. I've seen New York versus Amorosa. I've seen um, Tanisha versus Amorosa. And it's sad because it's people I love. <laughs> I love New York. Like, it's all my, it's all the girls, but I just can't do it. So we are ending talking about Kiki Palmer. Um, It's going to be heavy. We're going to talk about domestic violence. I wanted to start off by sharing the domestic violence hotline, which is 800-799-7233. Or you could text START to 8878. Um, There's over 200 languages that you can speak to um 24 7 it's open and just remember you're not alone people want to help you and yeah i think it's just important to say that at the top um i'm gonna be summarizing a tiktok from kiki monique her handle is talk of shame she's great if you don't follow talk of shame you a hundred percent should um she read the 37 page court document So it said that there was striking, destroying personal property, throwing car keys so Kiki couldn't drive away, hitting Kiki in front of her son, threatening to unalive himself if Kiki left him. On November 5th, in her bedroom while talking to her mom, when all of a sudden Darius burst into the bedroom, Kiki told him to leave. He ended up sitting on the couch and then lunged at her. Grabbing her by the neck, he stole her phone and ran out of the house with it. She included stills from the video footage, which um, has been shared on Instagram. Um, Other abuse includes Darius choking her and body slamming her onto chairs over a bikini picture that she posted. In Santa Barbara, allegedly Darius got jealous, thinking she was flirting with a woman there. While she was getting into her car, he grabbed her glasses, threw them on the ground, stomped on them, then grabbed her keys and threw them before he got into his own car and drove off. Now, Kiki needs her glasses to see to drive, so she was unable to drive after this. Kiki also felt that Darius was jealous over the time that Kiki spent with their son. Um, One time, Kiki saw Darius changing their son and felt that Darius was being too rough with him. And when Kiki tried to intervene, it almost became like a tug of war with the baby. Darius wouldn't let go. And he said, quote, how he understood why male animals in the wild want to eat their children. 
Darius also allegedly hit her while she was changing their son. Um, Darius ended up posting on Twitter, I love you, son. See you soon after everything was filed. Kiki's mom has responded. Um, December 5th is their court date, but Kiki was granted sole custody in a, rest- a protective order against Darius. I know that there has been more stuff on TMZ. Um, Darius is, of course, trying to do the abusive thing where he's sharing stories. And apparently Kiki's mom said something like, I'll put a bullet in your son's head if he goes after Kiki again. And of course, people are like, or trying to spin the story that Darius isn't the bad one, but that's just like what abusers do. And I think it's important to remember when people are like, how could you stay? It's scary to leave. And no abuser is going to walk up to you and punch you in the face. Like that's not what abusers do. Abusers make you fall in love. And then it's that, that spiral, like, and they have a child together and, and yeah, so this is, this is really heartbreaking to say the least. And it's always, it's, it's insecure. It's men that are insecure from their head to their fucking toe that find women like Kiki who are magnetic and draw attention and talented and like have all of these like amazing qualities that draw people to them and they try and like like put out their flame Mm -hmm. and I think that you and I talked about this like when they first got together and or when the when it first kind of came out that he was an asshole when he made the comment on her post the usher one yeah yeah and it was like of course he's like of course he's that kind of fucking guy who's super 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 insecure and I remember us talking about how annoying it is that, you know, she has finally reached that point in her career where her star is like undeniable. Like everybody loves Kiki and everybody wants Kiki in her in their projects. And she's getting these huge roles and doing all of these really, really cool things. And like, of course, a man comes along to try and stop her in her tracks. And it's just so it makes you want to wrap your hands around his fucking throat. Like the nerve and the gall of this man. And for her mom to come out and start speaking on it, I was shocked. So I'm going to read the texts with the moms because now the, the text messages have become this big thing. It's trying to say like Darius isn't wrong or something like, and again, that's what abusers will do is just kind of like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Right. And it's like, oh, you found like, okay, she said the bullet thing. And that's like the one thing that you can take out of this and like try and turn her into a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So Sharon Palmer, which is Kiki's mom said, um, or this was to Sharon. Hello, Sharon. How, how are you? I've tried not to get involved in my son's personal business, but I have heard that you were going to put a bullet in my son's head. Well, now we have to involve the authorities because you don't respect or value yourself. And I can see my, and I can see she meant to say um, my son's life as well. She said, you might have to kill us all because I have filed a police report on you now. And so the original text was, the original text was, hello, Sharon, how are you? Um, I know I just read that. The response was, please do not contact me with this ridiculous childish behavior. Your son choked his own sister. Deal with his anger issues. 
if he attacks my daughter in her own home in her own home where she pays the bills he is trespassing and anything can happen so he should stay away you should be very ashamed to have raised a man who fights women and if you know kiki palmer's mom she's one of the girls like she's really gonna let you have it and she's not gonna like and she's so protective of her daughter like she's a very involved i know kiki's an adult now with a child but she's a former child star and her mom was always known for being very involved mm-hmm. so i love that she's letting him have it and i and it's also there's nothing worse there's nothing worse in this world than a mother who coddles a man like that you are literally creating a monster what was her opening line i try not and get try not to get involved in my son's business yeah please come on she's she's probably one of those moms that's like truly in love with her kid or you know she could be a victim of abuse too like you don't know it's so it's so hard and it it's gonna be very public and it's gonna get nasty but Darius, what a fucking narcissist to just post like pictures of him and his son. And even though he allegedly said, like, I understand why male animals in the wild want to eat their children. Like, what the fuck? And like, what do you think? Nobody knows who you are. Right. So you have all that working against you. Like, people love Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. It's like, It's not like she's just some celebrity. She's a celebrity that has like a rabid fan base that has grown up with her. And you think that posting shit publicly, people are going to take your side? Yeah. It's an idiot. Ugh, it makes me so mad. And then the, I know you had mentioned um, that she posted the screenshots of like their surveillance footage and like, you know, it's just like, it's just hard to stomach all of it. And I understand our listeners want us to see it, but- Please don't DM us those pictures because we do see it. And seeing it like 50 times in a row is actually really hard. It's a lot. So we're just asking you, like, we understand you want us to see it. And we understand, like, we get it. But like, maybe when it comes to like footage and pictures, just try and remember that we've seen it. Yeah. We get the same alerts that you guys get. Yeah. And that's just us asking for like one little boundary. Right. <laughs> one little boundary. Yeah, it's it is. It's a lot. It's I mean, I'm enraged every time I look at it. I have it pulled up on my phone right now and I can't. I just like it, it makes, makes me so angry. Yeah. And you know, Kiki is so strong for this and any domestic violence survivor like, you know, people are there for you and Don't think people will think you look stupid or weak or anything. Don't ever think that. And the one thing that I will say about Kiki is that she's a a talker and I know that she's going to handle this situation like incredibly because she, that's just who she is. And she's always been so open and honest about like what's going on in her life and her feelings and her thoughts and mental health and all of that kind of stuff not to say that she needs to like spill the tea about this but like she's gonna handle it like fucking like a pro basically right and honestly fuck you Darius yeah rotten ale and that is where we are ending the episode um yeah a, a, a definitely a tough way to end the episode 
Yeah, but a great pop culture. There's been a lot going on, so this was like much needed. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who came to our Boston show. Thank you for, you know, just just being awesome. We promise next year we are really trying to do like a mini tour. We do want to go to the south. The um, I said I don't even know what I always said. The West Coast <laughs> in Middle America and Texas and yeah. eventually Canada and Australia. We know our Australian listeners are some of our like rider dies for sure yeah we hear you trust me and we keep a list of the the places that people want us to go to we talk about it literally all the time <laughs> and I, not to like you know get too much into how the sausage is made but like if it were up to us we would have already visited a lot of those places and we're like taking it upon ourselves to be more in control of our touring next year so it won't be so spotty yeah in australia you even stuck around when i was like all australians do meth and everyone's like no that's not right at all (laughs) you guys politely messaged us and was like no we don't (laughs) but then some people were like we do all do meth (laughs) i still don't know where we stand but we hope you guys have the best week and we are putting out episodes next week so you know on your drive to thanksgiving you'll have something to listen to we love you very 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 much and yeah bye Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.